Progressive presents Married to Your Home. I'm disgusting. Oh, house, don't say that. You could live someplace so much better than me. That's not true. Oh, yeah? Look at these uneven stairs. Gross. House, you know I don't care. Ugh, and the squeaky door hinge. I think it's cute. No matter how much you already love your house, you'll love it more knowing you could save big bundling your home and auto with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Hello, Island friends. Let me tell you about Tim Eccles. Mr. Tim loves Georgia and helped keep our rates low. He knows everything about energy and has led by example. I hope you listen to his radio show called Energy Matters. Join me in supporting Tim. This episode of Energy Matters is sponsored by Arnold Golden and Gregory. Welcome to Energy Matters, a show about how you can save money on your utility bills, use technology wisely, and live a more sustainable lifestyle. Here's your host, veteran energy regulator and clean energy expert, Commissioner Tim Eccles. Thank you, Scott Slade. It's always great to be saving money on that power bill, using technology wisely, and living a more sustainable life. In the studio with me, Casey Boyce. Uh, Casey, today we're going to be really talking a lot about uh, the Energy Matters Awards, but I I thought in this first segment we could just talk about some world events that are happening that are impacting not only people's uh, bill at the pump, but it's, it's impacting every aspect of their life. And I think people are sitting there looking at their 401ks and, uh, and, and there's some, I'm not going to say people are panicking now, but I'm going to say there's tremendous disappointment going on out there. Would you say? Well, there's certainly a lot of economic angst right now. Yeah. Yeah. So you think about the war in Ukraine and maybe the impact it's had on natural gas. Uh, I think about uh, some of the other things that, that are happening, just in inflation in general. I did an interview yesterday with uh, a trade publication, and they were asking about how the increased or inflated price of, say, natural gas, wood chips, uranium, coal, how would that hit bills? When would it hit bills? And, yeah. and, and a lo- you know, obviously people, they get their bill, they pay it or whatever. They're not necessarily looking at all the line items, but there's a fuel charge uh, for uh, for fuel mm-hmm. uh, of, of, of any type. If we have predicted wrongly, then consumers get hit with that surcharge. If we predicted right, as we did in 16, uh, people get a refund. Uh, and there's a lot of science that goes into looking at this you know there's there's entire companies that all they do is predict fuel prices yeah so casey uh, we got rates that have been set in 2019 those aren't going to go up until we do another rate case but the bill itself has other components right yeah well and and what's interesting is that um you know when you look at the fuel component of it and and this is you know hitting utilities across the country really across the world right now where particularly you know fossil fuels are traded on the global market right and so the challenge that we've had from a pricing standpoint is Russia invading Ukraine, and Russia is a big supplier of natural gas to Europe. Uh, they're also a big supplier of oil on the global market. And because these are global commodities, they impact that fuel charge, whether you're consuming natural gas directly in your home or whether that's firing a you know combined cycle turbine for your electric generator. And Casey, when we started exporting liquefied natural gas through terminals in this you know, in, in this country, yeah, you know, a few years ago, we've been building these terminals. Uh, I, we never anticipated a Russian-Ukrainian, you know, invasion and the impact that that might could happen. But clearly, Europe now, as they've received pressure uh, from their own citizens and the rest of the world to kind of cut off their Russian gas addiction that they have i'm talking methane gas here natural gas that now they're looking to other sources and the united states and our liquefied natural gas coming across on a giant basically thermos bottle ship that is a great option for them yeah and actually you know that's one of the reasons why we have seen higher natural gas prices here in the u.s is that it used to be that we didn't have that liquefied natural gas export capability so all the gas we produced i mean with a few tiny exceptions had to be consumed here in the u.s so our prices were artificially low for a long time what's interesting tim is that 
I don't know if you saw this, but recently there was uh, an incident at one of the largest LNG, liquefied natural gas, export terminals in Texas. And the repairs to that apparently are going to take longer than originally projected. And what happened to natural gas prices? They absolutely spiked in Europe because they were relying on that export capacity from the U.S. What happened here? Prices sank because all of a sudden that gas supply is locked in and it's got to be used domestically. So, I mean, even you're talking about forecasting things, something as, as freak as this sort of incident at this LNG plant has a material impact on fuel prices. When I was doing this interview with this trade magazine yesterday, I was sitting at Vinkman's off the Beltline. Sam Collier, former Sierra Club leader, was doing this event for me down there. And I was waiting on everybody to get get there. We had a Rivian coming to showcase to everybody. It was a fun event. I was sitting there in the parking lot as I arrived, and my temperature gauge on my vehicle showed that the outside temperature was 100 degrees. Ooh. So, and, I, and I'm sitting there doing this interview, and he's asking me about the components of, uh, you know, of, of a customer's bill and what they should expect. And I was looking at some HVAC units at an apartment across the street uh, just as I was sitting there talking on the phone with this reporter. And I said, look, if people are in there right now, and they are attempting to keep that temperature at 70 degrees mm-hmm. or 68 degrees or 72, whatever whatever temperature they choose, that outside HVAC compressor is going to be running continually, and they are going to use more kilowatt hours this month. And yeah. the more they use, the more they will pay. And so expect to see higher bills as we always have in the summer casey but i think this year is going to be really exaggerated yeah and we've seen already uh you know in in june some big heat waves uh you know in the southwest here in georgia right hits you know going to be hitting 100 degrees like you saw in your car and and to your point weather has a very significant impact on the amount of energy that we use as we try to keep cool and, and that has a direct impact on bills you know i think that also goes back to what we talk a lot about on the show uh about which is you know look Look, use the energy more efficiently, right? If you've got a well-insulated home, if you've got an efficient HVAC unit, you may be using more energy to stay comfortable, but it's not going to be as much as someone that's got a leaky home or someone that's got an old and inefficient, maybe not tuned up in a couple of years HVAC unit. Yeah, so let let me say this to to folks that are listening, that maybe you do have a little extra money that you've saved through the pandemic and you're thinking about okay do we get a pool do we put a a privacy fence in the back do we put a little back porch on do we screen this do we get a new kitchen let me make an appeal to you to consider having an energy audit have them look at your insulation and if you can possibly afford it to put spray foam insulation in your home yeah absolutely we've got spray foam in our home uh and it's great um it does cost a little bit more but it seals up uh those air leaks um so you don't get drafty areas it makes it a lot more comfortable i'll second that appeal uh folks if if you've got the opportunity to do it and i would as as tim you say start with the energy audit right like if you don't have that you could be investing in something that you know doesn't really have as big a payback in comfort or savings or anything like that so have a professional come out look at your home And and the second thing, Casey, that I want to beg our listeners to do is to go ahead and call an HVAC company for a tune-up on your unit. They will look at that unit and they will tell you whether it needs coolant, freon, whatever, uh, and ask them, you know, is, you know, what's the SEER rating on my unit and is is this unit struggling to keep up uh, and, uh, and and what would it cost me to get another one because Casey if they're going into June July with this unit running all the time they are going to rack up some serious bills needlessly yeah uh, because they've got a unit that is struggling to keep up explain kind of that concept and what I mean by struggling to keep up yeah, well, you know, if you've got the unit that's running continuously, um, the reason that it's running continuously is that it can't hit that set point in the home, right? You set your thermostat for, you know, 72 or whatever it is, and the unit's running continuously because you never reach 72 in the home, which is where, you know, it'll cut off and say, okay, we're done. We reached the set point. We're good. And depending on the size of your HVAC unit, 
uh, you know, you're probably using somewhere around four kilowatts uh, to, to uh, run it, sometimes more, sometimes less. But you multiply that four kilowatts times 24 hours times seven days times four weeks and change in a month. That's a lot of kilowatt hours that end up on your your electric bill. Yeah, and if folks aren't on the prepay or they don't have the data coming to them every day in a text message or email or they're not looking at the georgiapower.com website or their EMC website, then they get this bill, right, at the end of the month. uh, And they're blown away that how can this be double from what I paid before? But 100 degrees outside, Casey, that's significant. It is, yeah. Well, and, and the other thing, and you know, certainly not everyone is going to be in the position um, to invest in something like solar. But we talk a lot about solar on the show, right? And um, you know, the good news is if you've got solar on your roof, uh, that you know the cost of a kilowatt hour is the same as it was last year, right? It, it's essentially zero marginal cost once you put that in. That being said, Tim, you know, we've seen uh, a number of things, and we've talked about it on the show with companies coming in and promising more that they can deliver on solar. So you know, just very quickly to reiterate, get three quotes, you know, ask for recommendations and references um, because there are some shady operators out there that you don't want to get taken advantage by. Casey, we're getting complaints continually about these shady operators and folks need to at least have two quotes from a Georgia company. And then you can take your third quote from, you know, from the out-of-state company and maybe use that as leverage to negotiate with one of the Georgia companies. I mean, companies like you hear right here on the show, Creative Solar USA, Solar Sun World, mm-hmm. Better Tomorrow Solar. Yep. I mean, there's plenty of them. Uh, great people. They're members of the Georgia Solar Association. Hey, just in the last minute, Casey, uh, as we think about these Energy Matters Awards, we're going to be bringing um, Andrew Lane uh, into the studio to talk, and he's getting a sustainability award for an individual and there are some energy superstars out there, and we want to recognize Andrew for that today. Absolutely. Yeah, great to have Andrew coming into the studio, and um, we'll talk to him here in the next segment. Yeah, so stick around. This is Tim Eccles, Casey Boyce. We'll be talking about our Energy Matters Sustainability Awards when we come back. We'll see you in just a minute. Hey, this is Tim Eccles. You want to make your car, boat, jet ski look really cool? Use my friends at Jim Wrap. That's G-E-M Rap. Just go to Facebook and put in Gym Raps and you'll see what I'm talking about. Hey, Tim Eccles here, host of Energy Matters. Solar's growing like crazy in Georgia, and I certainly say buyer beware. It's great to have companies like Creative Solar USA on the job. Russ, why do folks need to reach out to you? Tim, we're going on to our 14th year, and we have the best staff and most experienced installers in the state to get the job done right. You can find out more at creativesolarusa.com or call 770-485-7438. That's creativesolarusa.com. BMVW is the place in Metro Atlanta to get your used hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or fully electric car. They're located on the south side near the airport, but it is well worth the drive. Go online to look at their inventory at ev-hybrid.com and set up a time to see the vehicle or even drive it for up to three days. I don't know of anywhere else in Metro Atlanta that you can do that. That's ev-hybrid.com, the best deal in town. ev-hybrid.com, ev-hybrid.com. This episode of Energy Matters is sponsored by Arnold, Golden, and Gregory, an AMLAW 200 law firm with 180 attorneys in Atlanta and Washington, D.C. They take a business sensibility approach when advising clients. They provide industry knowledge, attention to detail, transparency, and value to help businesses and individuals achieve their definition of success. AGG subscribes to the belief not if, but how. We thank John Gornall and all the attorneys and staff at AGG for sponsoring our show. Hey, Tim Eccles back on Energy Matters with Casey Boyce, my co-host, and welcoming to the studio my longtime buddy, Andrew Lane. Andrew, how's it going? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me, Commissioner, and thank you, Casey, and thank you to your your very handsome support agent. No one has ever called my producer handsome. Well, I said lovely. Well, I had to, you started to say I know, lovely. I had to back it up and quickly. What in the uh, world? Right. We're going to have to put Logan's picture in social okay. this Okay, here goes uh, Logan episode. defending himself. If yeah. I had to rank all of your guests, there's a brand new number one now. So uh-huh. Good goodness. Right. Okay, well, let's, let's talk about something that is lovely, and that is the Sustainability Award, Casey, that we are awarding 
Andrew with the Energy Matters Sustainability Award for Individual Sustainability. And, you know, we've had these judges meeting all spring and they yep. went through nominees. And Casey, it's been a very, I, I felt like, very scientific, robust process on, on picking. Yeah. And, and Tim, you weren't part of these calls. Not a single I was one. part of a number of them. Mm -hmm. I will say that sometimes I was able to convey my point successfully to the judges sometimes i wasn't so this was not like a hand-picked you and i you yeah. know coming this was a very independent group of people that had their own opinions and voted their own way on the various nominees and the award uh, all of these awards are paintings by sterling everett that ykk the japanese company commissioned um, many decades ago and he does this every year uh, Georgia landscapes and Andrew has chosen the state capital scene uh, which is which is the gold dome of course Andrew you're from Dahlonega there is a little connection between that gold and your your area right there is from what I understand that uh, Georgia uh, Dahlonega is one of the oldest gold rushes before California and before Alaska because of course we haven't made it that far at that point I don't think there was a, and there's still this gold there. It's just how deep it is and how hard it is to get and the value of gold. But I still have people, and there's still gold mines. You can go pan for gold. Yeah. And, you, and you come back with, you probably won't be able to buy a house. Flakes, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, Casey, you went to college in Colorado, and Andrew uh, served in the military 24 years, but he had a chance to get a master's in sustainable solutions from Arizona State University and those states out there particularly Arizona they have been a big big solar state early on I mean ASU that that is a great school for sustainability the work that they've done they've they've got a center I, I think probably you know the most well-known center for sustainability in any university across the, the country is that the, right the first graduate school and I think bachelor as well um, was at Arizona State. The yeah. official um, the, the degrees, master's, and a PhD, actually, um, if you'd like to get one, or just a bachelor's. So, Andrew, uh, let me just go back to your degree. And, you know, you had, obviously, projects you worked on. I, I, I did not have a master's thesis in either of my degrees here at the University of Georgia, just an oral test or, or a different project or whatever. Tell us about the takeaway that you got from studying this and was that the impetus for a lot of what you do or did you really were you really thinking about sustainability before you got in the program and you use that just to kind of enhance what you already knew exactly i've, I've thought this really since i almost since the day i graduated from high school in, in 1991 i i threw a can of coca-cola out of my car with my dad in it and because i just graduated and he's like why'd you do that i'm like because i don't want it in here i'm like well there's there's things to do there's aluminum and since then i can't tell you how many tons of aluminum cans i've i've sold for money but wow. but it is uh, substantial so i thought how how better to progress this and get a career um in it, uh, other than get a actual master's degree from a very prestigious school which when i got there began to understand that that place now has 30,000 kilowatts of solar wow. on campus and 30,000 off campus that they're doing a power purchase agreement on. Wow, that's that's incredible. And you did a composting project there, a project also with a Nissan Leaf. Wait a second. They didn't did they have the Leaf back then when you when you graduated? They Tell did. us about those two projects. I when we got there I bought a Nissan Leaf used um from uh, for about uh, I forget how much we paid, $22,000 and in my degree, instead of writing a thesis, we, what we actually did was have an applied project, a real-world project where you're doing work um, that's in this field. In this, in this case, it was using the Nissan Leaf with a trailer to haul uh, curbside compost for a business that had about 300 uh, mostly uh, – well, actually, I was all residential, so I just went door-to-door -door and collected, using a five-gallon bucket. Um, but as you know, um, it broke it up in different days. But I would park the trailer at safe places and then satellite around it, but have the trailer nearby to put the, the food waste once I exceeded the, the uh, cargo capacity of the Nissan Leaf, which isn't that hard to do. <laughs> so, so, yeah, uh, Andrew, I know here in town, we've had Kristen, Kristen Baskin on before. She created Lettuce Compost, and the, the city or county uh, has kind of taken that over now, but it was a bicycle composting collection uh, with a little trailer similar to what you were already doing out there uh, i love the idea of doing it with a nissan leaf they get it out to the county landfill which is on kind of on the county line out there near lexington um, and and they 
put the compost that they've collected down, put some wood waste on top of it that's been chipped, uh, and then they're turning it with a front-end loader, a commercial big, large front-end loader on a you know, on a regular basis, they let the worms do their work, and then they bag it up, and it's uh, some of the richest black soil that they sell here Sell here to master gardeners. Is, was your situation similar? Yes, my uh, Recycled City was the name of the business uh, startup, uh, but he also had his own farmland or areas where he could uh, make windrows, if you will, a windrow, of a, a big covering it with mulch or leaves or something like that. You were at my house, Commissioner Tim. Yes. And I think I mentioned off to the right, there's a bunch of, it looked like just mulch. Yes. But there are several, many, I think my wife told uh, the, the tree surgeon who took down some trees for the solar, to just go ahead and bring a few more trees, if you will, mulch them up. Mm-hmm. And the earthworms over there are amazing. And that was no windrows, no back end loaders, no front end loaders. No, just the worms just letting them sit thing. there. The worms eventually smell like a shark would smell blood and maybe come see what it is for dinner. The earthworm is not smelling for blood, he's smelling for things he can eat. And once that water gets down in there and the, the wood gets a little soft, I guess, they can start to eat it. Wow. Yeah, so, uh, you know, Tim, you talked about the the local kind of recycling, composting. Um, and, uh, Andrew, is, is this business, is it still going out in uh, Phoenix right now, or is it? It is. It is. He uh, he is still, I don't know if he's using an electric vehicle. Yeah. Um, although he did see, the, the challenge I had there was the, that Nissan Leaf could only go about 80 miles on a charge without yeah. a trailer. Yeah. Out of trailer and some weight to it, now you're starting to, to decrease its fuel economy well and, and i'm curious that the reason that i ask is that i understand that it's a, a really challenging business to do all of those individual uh household pickups and then you know bring it back to a central location to do the composting and then you know be able to sell it back to farmers or whoever is using it i mean it, as you did this project as part of your masters w- was that some of what you had to work through with some of the logistics and the business side of things well, almost anything is better than putting it into a landfill because when you put things into a landfill what else is there broken glass Motor sure. oil, hydraulic fluid, you sure. name it from our society. And that food will decompose there more than likely because you know, they get methane off of a lot of landfills to use for energy because right. that's decomposing organic matter. But the, the clean, rich dirt, that is going to have blood, lead, whatever might mix with it. And it'd be, that would be a true nightmare. So, yes, curbside for apartments and other people don't have a backyard or maybe they're, they're – uh, their organization won't let them put things in their backyard that are camouflaged and, and, and wouldn't be that noticeable. So there's different things you can do. Um, the home biogas system is one. It's just a miniature anaerobic digester. Yeah, so let's, let's talk, let's talk yeah, about yeah, that. Let's talk about that because okay. you guys were so talking about it before. I guess the, maybe, I guess in 2014 or 15, I was approached, I'd gone to Israel. I was approached by uh, an Israeli company to buy this home biogas system. And it involved putting any kind of compost stuff in there, uh, including animal droppings. Uh, and it had uh, in the in the bottom of it a little hose that came out with sin gas that you would hook your grill to, Casey. Okay. Uh, and then there was this soil element that that Andrew's talking about. I I let my homeowners association know that I had bought this, and they said. Uh, at the time, we lived in traditions, and they said, no, the backside of your house faces the golf course, and you cannot have it out in the yard. Um, and so John Noel said, well, I'll buy it. And so Noel bought it from me, and then he sold it to you, Andrew, I guess, for whatever whatever reason. So we've been passing this around through sustainability <laughs> experts, but it, it really is an ingenious idea. Right, Andrew? It is, and... John Noel had loaded it with horse manure. They say any hoof animal. <laughs> John oh, no. loads a lot of stuff with horse manure. Oh no! Oh no! So he takes. He had to. We had to take. He took it out, um, and then we moved it. And yes, now you don't have to hook it to a grill if you'd rather power your water heater. It can't do the whole house. It can't do heat for yeah, for it, a residential structure. It can't because you're just for the average household waste and anything you go in there. They don't like heavy citrus so if you're making lemonade hmm. excessively or orange juice those peels are too acidic the acidity is it kind of messes with the miniature environment that you're creating it's just a, a miniature those organisms that are in the uh, hooved animal droppings um, <laughs> then when they're underwater it's an aquatic environment then begin to um, eat anything that, that, that falls into their environment when they ex- they excrete methane 
which is what we call natural gas. And that you can pipe that to once you get the right size. When we come back, my goodness. When we come back, we, we are going to talk going, more about this. Yeah, yeah we, we're going to keep talking about biogas. We're going to talk about this award that Andrew is getting. You can see why he deserves it. I mean, he's got all this cool stuff. We're going to talk about all these different things on his house up in Dahlonega, how he's done it, uh, some of the challenges uh, that he's had, why he keeps doing it, uh, if his kids are catching the bug to do the same thing. Oh, we're going to talk about all that. So stick around. I'm Tim Eccles. You're listening to Energy Matters. The electric car revolution is coming, and the choices are growing. Gem cars are everywhere. You've seen these low-speed electric vehicles on college campuses, downtown Atlanta streets, and resort islands like St. Simons and Jekyll. Gem cars are street legal, equipped with seatbelts, headlights, and a tag, and can operate on roads with speed limits of 35 miles per hour or less. If you want to know more about these electric cars and trucks, six-passenger shuttles, mobile repair service, or full vehicle wraps, go to GemCarService.com. That's G-E-M, CarService.com. Logan Booker here, producer of Energy Matters, and I want to tell you about the Advanced Power Alliance. For more than 20 years now, the Advanced Power Alliance has been leading the energy transition in America's traditional energy states. They advocate for wind energy, solar power, and energy storage, all while partnering with traditional resources to ensure that America has abundant, affordable, cleaner energy to power our homes, our lives, as well as our economy. With the growth of solar and advanced storage and power generation technologies, every state now has the opportunity to be a leading energy state. Advanced Power Alliance is proud to partner with the Georgia Large Scale Solar Association and work with the Public Service Commission, Georgia Power, and their customers as Georgia continues to be one of America's leading renewable energy states. You can learn more about the Advanced Power Alliance at poweralliance.org. That's poweralliance.org. You've heard about Gem Cars on Energy Matters. Made by Polaris in Anaheim, California. These street-legal, small electric vehicles go where golf carts are not allowed. Equipped with seatbelts, headlights, optional doors, and a tag, Gem Cars and Trucks are perfect for shuttles, corporate, or college campus use. In fact, Georgia Tech has over 100 of them. The new generation Gems have many options when selecting the battery type, onboard chargers, and enclosures to suit the climate. Go to GemCarService.com to find out more. That's G-E-M CarService.com. Tim Eccles from Marlin Gas Services. In addition to supplying natural gas in emergency situations, Marlin Gas Services provides temporary fuel supply during planned pipeline maintenance and other scheduled outages, or to help customers meet code compliance. Customers include large companies, utilities, commercial businesses, industrial facilities, and even the Weston Hotel and Convention Center in Savannah when that pipe was busted under the Savannah River. Visit MarlinGas.com to learn more. That's MarlinGas.com. Hey, Tim Eccles back on Energy Matters in the studio. Casey Boyce, my co-host and special guest, Andrew Lane. He's the recipient of the Energy Matters Sustainability Award for an individual. Casey, we had a lot of awards. We had about 18 of them, and I've presented a number of them to LaGrange, Hogansville, was down at the Thunderbird Inn in Savannah, heading out to Carroll EMC soon. Uh, we're we're kind of just rolling these out throughout the summer, but a special day here as we have Andrew in our studio and really able to dig into his uh a sustainable psyche, I guess. Yeah, and you know what's cool about the the Energy Matters Awards, Tim, is really the opportunity to see and to share with our listeners all of the great things that are happening around the state around sustainability. And and Andrew, you know, this is the first time we've met, but I know we've corresponded in the past. The kinds of things that you've done around sustainability, just personally, uh, are really incredible. But Tim, before we went to the break, we were talking. What is it? The home biogas. Home biogas. Home system, biogas. Yeah. All right. So you got to tell me more about this home biogas system that Tim bought and then our uh, uh, Tim's former co-host, John Knoll, and frequent guest on the show bought from him. And now Andrew's got it. 
like how much biogas does this produce? Tim, you were saying you could hook it up to your grill. Yeah, you could I, you could use but, it on a gas grill. Uh huh. But like, what if you don't cook out for a couple of uh, you know weeks or whatever? Like, I'm gonna defer to Andrew because uh, he's yeah, now he's, the expert. Uh, yeah, in the summer, well, I would just cook on it, knowing that the, if if that's going to that that appliance. Yeah, I would just cook outside, especially in the summertime, where I want to keep heat out of the kitchen sure. and out of the house if I can. I'd cook outside. But for the for the average American house's uh, food scraps going into that will create create enough methane or cooking gas to cook three times a day. Now that's, that is incredible. That's one or two Just pot. out of food scraps. Yes, decomposing. With, yeah. Now you ha- now it's not a a, a light switch. Right. You have to put the right cow patties in there, and whatnot. But grow that environment. Keep it in the right temperatures. Of course, we're not in North Dakota, so we don't have to worry about it being zero degrees Fahrenheit. We hope. Um, but it's still the wintertime. You maybe want to throw a blanket on it. Maybe John had put a, uh, a heating pad underneath it to give it a little bit of extra energy. But you had said you, you uh, hooked it up to your uh, home water heater. Is that right? You can. You can. Okay. You can hook it to any. Once you do. All right. How much? How much natural gas is that appliance? Is it a water heater? Is it a tankless hot water heater? Yeah. Is it a grill? Is it a, 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 just a, a cooker in my house? That's what a woman in Florida yeah. done. She put it to a burner that she had next to her stove. So she just had two more burners. But when she used those in the house, she was using the gas from the decomposing. So could you conceivably like buy one of these things and disconnect from the natural gas system? Like, I, so, you know, my situation, I've got one natural gas appliance. It's a tankless water heater. We use four therms a month. And you could probably just hook it to that and, and then you're done with the gas company. That is incredible. Now, if you happen to have a, a gas furnace for the wintertime or a gas stove or a gas dryer, sounds like you don't. So I don't. Yeah. But, then, but that might be a bit much for this kind of thing to, to run one of so those a- off. So, Andrew, composting, putting food scraps, you know, in, turning it, letting the worms do their thing, that's not new technology, is it? No, it's really um, it's really where we came from. And, and thousands or tens of thousands of years ago, we people knew this because we knew um, that it's just it's just fertilizer is what manure is now you might it might smell bad it probably will smell bad but once you treat it in certain ways and make sure certain pathogens are not in there it, it's perfect it's perfect fertilizer and when those insects or the uh the earthworms and whatnot get a hold of it and do their thing the ones that don't uh, hurt us or, or threaten us like houseflies might annoy us uh, or cause other problems mm-hmm. but uh so, Andrew, as we think about what you learned in your master's there of sustainable solutions, I mean, did you have a semester where they taught you about composting and what happens with all of that and the benefit of it? Is that something you actually studied? Yes. Yes. And I, I, I was doing it long before uh, before I moved to Arizona. I, I lived in Athens, you know. Um, wow. And on the east side. And I'd, I'd met the black soldier fly, another insect that people haven't heard of. And if you see it as an adult, it might scare you because it looks like a wasp, hmm. but it has no teeth. So it doesn't eat as an adult. It just, it's a, it's a seven day, you know, find your mate, do the deed, reproduce. There you go for seven days. That's hmm. all you have. And um, their babies look like large maggots. So they are rather disturbing to look at if you're if weak stomach. But the, what they do is eat almost anything. And so quickly I've had a, a bluebell ice cream container here in Athens on the east side. And I sit it there at dusk when they're more active mm-hmm. and come back in the morning and they have completely ravaged it, taken it apart, climbed through it, eaten through the bottom and most of the sides. So the, the artwork is oftentimes gone on the paper. Paper wow. is digestible. You could eat paper too. Put that bluebell, take the plastic window out and put the bluebell in a blender um, and blend it. And have, you, have you done that? I have not, but it's fiber and it's from a tree, so it should be fairly <laughs> All right. uh, digestible. And it will it will go out looking a lot different than when, than when it went in. Casey, uh, my buddies over at the Forestry Foundation, they're, they're probably just high-fiving each other right now because we, we're, <laughs> we're talking about uh, blending up some, you know, some forest products for people to, to eat. They're probably going, yeah, they might even want to sponsor our show. <laughs> no, we're not recommending that, folks. Well, if you're just tuning in, we've got Andrew Lane here, and we've been talking about home biogas systems and I, I, you guys you guys listen to us and you probably think some of the ideas are kind of fun and some of them are kind of crazy but i think for me as an evangelical i love to think about stewardship and i love to think about efficiency as a regulator that 
you know, that you can use all of something, uh, right? And there's this circle of life. And I think about it in the forestry business as they maybe make your Starbucks cups or your your paper bag. And then they're, you know, they're using that tree bark. They're using that black liquor out of their, the, the, the tree to maybe to generate the power they need to do that. And then they're replanting trees to do it all again. I mean, to me, Andrew, that is a big part of sustainability is not having any waste. Yes, a circular economy is where we need to yes. move. To, so yes. there is no waste. Uh, they say the average American landfill has 9% metal. If you go to a blacksmith and say, hey, Mr. Blacksmith, can you make me a pair of, a set of cymbals? He will say, I can. Bring me 38 pounds of brass. However you get that. Go to a rifle range, go to a, a, an abandoned schoolhouse music class. If, if it, brass. You just get your cymbals there, right? You might get it. <laughs> but if they had a bunch of trumpets got run over by a truck, there you go. There you go. All right. Wow. So, you know, Casey, uh, as, as we think about landfills filling up, Yep. Right. And then having to go and make another one. And half the time when I see these landfills, they're on a county line because nobody wants it near their house. And there happens to be a river on the county line or a creek. That, right. That's the border. And then then all this stuff is draining down in there. I, and I, I, mean, I just rafted the Chattooga River the other day and it was pristine, pristine. I almost felt like I could drink out of it. It was just so clean uh but then you know i go the further south i go past our population centers the dirtier the water gets andrew i mean does it bother you it does it does i i I really wonder if we're going to survive by 2100 without historical agony you can kind of see historical agony show up when colorado burns Mm -hmm. nevada new mexico is burned and the wildfires just get worse 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 lake mead is drying up that salt the great salt lake is drying up and it's just treacherous. Uh, and I, I hope, since I have two children now, one just graduated from Lumpkin County High School a week ago, intern 19, um, that we will figure this stuff out and do the right thing by, by all of us. Andrew, uh, we mentioned uh, top of the segment or end of the last segment about your kids. And, and I've been to your house. I've met your kids. I've you know gone in your home and looked at all these different cool features and i have seven children myself and you know none of them are interested in the public service commission i assure you but (laughs) do you find that your that the light bulb comes on in your children's mind about some of these things or do you feel like it's going to take them getting out there having their own house and having their own job to kind of appreciate all this no my son now drives the nissan leaf that i did all that with uh he drove him and his sister to school for several years uh, once he got his license. And so that uh, helps out the family on, on how they get to the school, which is eight miles away or whatnot. Uh, he appreciates that electric car because he, we have solar panels. He just comes home and plugs it in. He never has to go to Exxon or Shell, who, who might nice. spill more than they sell, um, and buy anything other than unless he's thirsty. My daughter, I just took, I, I would take him to Moe's. Moe's is their favorite place. And she finally listened to me, and she finally had a, a, a burrito without chicken, just tofu and mm-hmm. vegetables. And she says, you know, it tastes pretty good. I'm like, yeah, it's like eating a salad. A burrito is like a salad. You have so many materials in there, black beans, salsa, rice, um, lettuce. It just mixes up. Yeah, so I, I, on that, uh, the note of the, the gas station, I have to tell you guys a funny story. So I've got two kids as well, and we've been driving EV exclusively in the house since 2016. Um, and... My kids, every once in a while, say that they miss gas stations. The reason they miss gas stations because they like going in and getting something to drink, getting a you know a soda or a, you know getting candy or whatever. So they, exactly to to your point, right? Like that's the thing that they're missing. It's not the and, gasoline. And that's itself. where gas stations. You might say, what might happen to gas stations in twenty, thirty years when everyone has gone electric at that point, probably. But they fo- their main profit is selling the popcorn, the, the pizza, the Coca Cola. So as long as they put in some EV chargers, they should be fine. And you know what? They're thinking about that. In fact, in the next segment, I want to talk a little bit about the conversations that I'm having with companies like Racetrack, QT, and others who see this coming. They want to prepare. They want to yeah, kind of evaluate what is it going to take for us at least to break even on, on these, to get people in to buy that you know, buy that coffee, buy that donut, buy buy that wrap or whatever they're selling. So I want us to talk about that in our final segment. I want us to talk about some more specifics about what Andrew has done, his batteries in his home, mm-hmm. his solar, the challenge of doing it in Dahlonega with 
you know, the, the forest nearby that he was in, the way that his house was turned. Uh, there were just some unique challenge, but he's persisted and he's done it. And he's receiving the Energy Matters Award for Sustainability for an Individual. So stick around. One more segment, Tim, Casey, and Andrew. You're listening to Energy Matters. Gas South believes in the difference we can all make, like the difference in putting people first and showing that you care. For us, our difference is saving people money with our best rates and no deposit. And the difference we make in our community by taking care of our friends and neighbors and giving back 5% of our profits to help children in need. Learn more about what makes us different at GasSouth.com. Gas South. The difference is good. Tim Eccles, host of Energy Matters, here with Jeff Pratt of Green Power EMC. Jeff, more and more EMCs are offering solar to their members, and you're seeing it grow like crazy across rural Georgia. Tim, you're right. Co-ops in Georgia are doing a great job of deploying solar across the state. In fact, they're leaders in the country with respect to engaging customers and deploying large-scale solar to benefit all their members. Hey, contact your EMC and ask them about their solar energy policy, or just Google Green Power EMC. This segment of Energy Matters is sponsored by Hall Booth Smith. This law firm works with over 88 Fortune 500 companies, and they have offices from Brunswick to Athens, Tifton to Columbus, and of course, Atlanta. We'd like to thank Hall Booth Smith for the great work they do with school boards, hospitals, cities, and counties all over our state. See more at hallboothsmith.com. Hey, Tim Eccles, back. One more segment, uh, our official award presentation Today, Andrew's receiving the Energy Matters Sustainability Award to an individual. He selected the Sterling Everett print of the state capitol uh, with the gold dome. It's a beautiful, beautifully framed um, piece of Georgia artwork, and I know he'll he'll hang it. We're going to put that up on our social media for folks to see yeah, if they want to. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's do that. These, matters these Radio. Everett, yeah. these, Everett, these Everett prints are really great, and just a shout out to Jim Reed and all the folks down at YKK. They've got a factory in. Macon and a factory in Dublin. They were the first Japanese company uh, to come to Georgia. We were talking about composting and recycling and everything in the previous segment. Uh, Andrew, I went to Tokyo, and those people know how to handle trash now. They they don't throw anything down, and they don't even have trash cans. And I asked my host, uh, "Hey, where's the trash can?" I said, uh, "Oh, oh," and he opened his backpack. He pulled out a little little trash bag out of his backpack he said we take it home and we recycle it at home there is such institutional thinking about recycling in japan it's it's unbelievable well it's an island so they really don't have options and they have it's a heavy population too was it six million people live 15 on japan? million in tokyo alone oh well then there you yeah. go so yeah. they, they must take care of because they have no space for landfills. Yeah, and a lot be, of it's volcanic, oh, right? So you, mm-hmm. you can't be digging into the volcanic rock to make a landfill. So they've come up with some very clever ways uh, to create blocks, inert blocks from uh, from trash that has been heated up to a super high temperature, and then they take those blocks and they backfill more water creating more land mass i mean these these folks are smart we we mentioned the the gold dome Uh, you're from dahlonega tell us a little bit about the challenges you had in getting solar with your house the way it's situated in your neighborhood it actually it's not an itch away but they have an organization that but uh believe it or not they actually didn't even mind at all I thought that would always be a battle because they always seem to be offended by glassy objects, which then I would say you must stay inside and in a bathroom and never leave ever because there's glass everywhere. But uh, You're talking about the city, the county? The homeowners, the neighborhood. Oh, oh your homeowners association. The county really didn't. Um, Georgia, uh, or Jackson EMC, I'm sorry, Jackson EMC, they actually in- encouraged it because if you find out about this rebate, it's $450 per kilowatt, up to 10 kilowatts for a residential structure. And that check arrived about a week after certifying and connecting wow. to the grid. I was asking questions. Have we given everything to Jackson EMC and the check arrived for $4,500? <laughs> that answers that Very question. Very nice. That's so substantial, that, Andrew. Yeah. That, 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 you know, this has come up, you know, this year and talking about, you know, how are we going to do rooftop solar going forward? And some of the solar groups have suggested that 
that Georgia Power do something similar. I mean, Jackson EMC is very unique. I'm a Jackson customer, and I receive that same check when I put solar on my house. And, wow, what an incentive it is. It is, and it's always great. Uh, of course, we use the tax credit. Everybody who pay, any anyone who pays tax who puts solar on their house gets a twenty six percent tax credit. If in fact you're doing a business, if this was his house, for instance, and we we're at his house, we we're had talking, nice, he's a, pointing a nice, to Logan, our producer, Logan's house, and it was a very nice studio because you could you could have this room and maybe if you like it in a house. Mm-hmm. But if he did solar, then or or if this place did solar and they pay tax, they're not a nonprofit. They can add a twenty five percent on top of the twenty six percent, so it turns into fifty one percent tax credit. Wow, so half they of can it. depreciate. Or if you have a home office, this might yeah. work. Depreciate all that equipment in the first year, mm-hmm. which usually equates to about a 25% tax credit on top wow. of that 26. So for a business to go solar, it's really, really uh, helpful to know the tax code and how one can use it to help him, him, him or herself. Wow. Then you coupled that solar with some batteries down in the basement. Tell us about that. Yes. 20 kilowatt hours of battery storage allows, that's not enough to power a whole house. We were talking about the F1, the new Lightning F-150. That battery size, I think is 100 kilowatt hours, yeah, maybe 120 like kilowatt yeah. hours. My Chevy Bolt is 60 kilowatt hours. But 20 kilowatt hours can power a kitchen really indefinitely, as long as the panels have sunshine fall on them every, every day or so, yeah. which we know will happen. And that's how my kitchen survived during the windstorm of October 2020. The water heater survives and the water pump because there's no city water out there, no water pressure. And when you put these batteries in, you know, we've talked a lot about, um, you know, we, we've had uh, Carlos Restrepo from Sunnen on the show before. And we talk about the Tesla power walls. Like, did you do something like that? Or did you use a used EV battery? Did you use golf cart battery? Like, what, what did you do? They're just from uh, my solar installer, went to North Georgia College in Dahlonega, and mm-hmm. he's, he works out of Gainesville. And he suggested an AGM battery. It's just a cabinet that sits on the floor next mm-hmm. to the solar uh, controls and the inverters and whatnot. And I wasn't that, because I have a big basement in that house, so yeah. I wasn't that worried about floor space. The Tesla Powerwall, if you go that route, you can start to put it in places on ceilings and walls and hang it out of the it's way. A, quite a bit smaller than the AGM uh, battery. And it's, it's thinner, so it could be... It could be the size of a widescreen TV, a big widescreen TV. But I perhaps. think that, it, it, you know, correct me if I'm mistaken here, but I think the advantage of the AGM is that they're a lot cheaper than something like the Tesla Powerwall. They yeah. are. They are. Yeah, that exactly. And that's why we did that at that point in time, because it was still a pricey uh, 10 kilowatts and 20 kilowatt hours of batteries is a still pricey endeavor. You might uh, crunch your numbers and, and quickly see. But uh, it creates about half the power in that house. And have you had to do any maintenance or repair or anything, or has it been you installed it and you just forget about it and it does its thing in the background? It, it, once a year, look at it. If you need to get up there with a, 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 a scuzz brush and knock off the mold, if there's a mold threatening to look like it's doing something on those panels, that would help. Mm-hmm. You can maybe pressure wash it uh, from a safe distance. And that's really it. Um, there's nothing else to do. Make sure that all the systems are working. I have one, one of my controller, solar controllers uh, out of three is down, so that's a free warranty. And he, he's, he's actually upgrading. There's a professor of North Georgia who did solar before I did in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And he's doubling his solar and adding a wall, a power wall, or, a, or he is actually, he's, he's adding a Tesla power wall. Casey, uh, in the first episode, we were talking about some trends that we were seeing. And uh, there's been a tariff on, on Chinese solar panels. And the president has recently lifted that and i think that's going to get a supply going again and that it caused a little uptick in in price uh so uh, if we think about andrew's system and as people are sitting out there listening wondering can i afford this i mean what do you see as kind of the the prospect for consumers putting this on their house is it going to be is it going to going to kind of avoid this inflation factor because we've lifted the tariff? How, how do you think it's going to play out? Yeah, so I mean, I think definitely having the, and it wasn't a tariff; it was a threat of a tariff that could be retroactive. And so, a retroactive tariff means you know if you bought it, then you could like retroactively have a higher price, which is just bonkers, right? Wow. So, um, so the the threat of that uh, tariff really shut everything down. And so, the fact that there's some certainty certainly makes uh, it a lot easier to do solar. Um, for homeowners, I do think prices are going up a little bit with inflation, you know, all the other materials, right? So all the, you know, racking, labor, et cetera, is going up. So it has gotten a bit more expensive. That being said, you know, energy has gotten a lot more expensive too. I was looking at, you know, 
Bureau of Labor Statistics data. And over the last year, electricity nationally uh, is 11% more expensive than it was a year ago. So, you know, as we've talked about on on previous episodes, uh, you know, I think I mentioned in the, the first segment, if you've got solar on your, you, you know, kilowatt hour of energy that you buy from buy, quote unquote, from your roof costs the same, you know, 20 years from now as it does today, essentially zero once you put that system. Wow. In. Andrew, as just a few minutes left, what advice would you have for the listener? Maybe they've they've been listening to us for three years. They've been just toying around with this. And now this inflation thing is causing them to think, well, it's time for me to go ahead and do something. I mean, I, if they've got 10,000, 20,000 saved up, what, what, do you, what do you recommend to them to do? Call me. And I have seven installers, three of which I really like because they pay a good, a good rate. But that's how I helped that professor, a North Georgia professor. Mm. Um, he's using the same man who installed, the same company that installed my house. And yeah. so I will get a, a commission on that. And I would say do it. Once you crunch the numbers on, what are you paying for electricity? What is it? What might it do in the future with everything that's happening? And you can just become independent. Your house, assume you have good sunshine on the roof and a good roof to hold it, of course, is, is nice. And or a good installer would help you figure all that stuff out, right? Or if you want to put it in the backyard and uh, facing the golf course, just a mess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the thing is, I don't even play golf and I don't even live in that neighborhood anymore, but in part because they were putting tickets on my cars when my seven kids were visiting because they were in the street. I mean, it's one thing after the other. The Homeowners Association uh, out there was just ruthless. Uh, and I, I just could not, I have enough regulation in my life, uh, mm-hmm. you know, at the commission. I, I couldn't handle any more of it. Uh, so, okay, so how can they get in touch with you uh, if they are interested in having you direct them to one of these solar companies? What's the best way? Uh, my phone? Yeah, go ahead and give us your 706. phone. 706. Uh-huh. Two nine six 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 three one is my number. So two nine six 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 three one in the seven zero six area code, the best area code that has ever been made. Yeah, yeah. There wow. we go. Yeah, I think Andrew just threw down a gauntlet, Tim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't fought with anybody about area codes in a while. Uh, <laughs> I like that you said it in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just another minute left here. Well, Andrew, um, you know you work hard out there. And you, you're an evangelist for all this. How does it feel to have an independent group of people, some of them quite smart, and I wasn't, on, I wasn't in the group, Casey was, but uh, how does it feel to be recognized for what you've done? It's uh, really uh, inspirational because this is something we all probably will have to do. And when we all figure this out, that 99, 99 times out of 100, the green answer with the leaves all over it is the green answer with dollars all over it. And it's inspiring to, to know that other people are aware of what, I, what I've done. Uh, solar is, 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 is out there, but perhaps the battery storage is definitely something that's new. Well, Casey, he's a pioneer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's been recognized uh, for, for this. It's something I love doing in Georgia. I love giving credit where credit is due. So congratulations, Andrew. Thanks Thank for you. being on today. Anytime. Casey, great show today. Hope you have a great weekend. Everybody, appreciate you listening. Tim Eccles, you're listening to Energy Matters. Tim Eccles of Energy Matters here for Solar Sun World. No doubt you've seen solar panels popping up all over the state. If you want the precision of German engineering when it comes to solar, Solar Sun World is for you. Gerd and all the folks at Solar Sun World understand the complexities of solar and how to make it work for you. From tax credits to inverters to accelerated depreciation, they'll advise you on the best path forward. And Solar Sun World now offers power purchase agreements. Find them at solarsunworld.com, solarsunworld.com. Everyone has tough times in their life. By checking the project share box at the bottom of your utility bill, you can make life a little easier for your neighbors. Your $1, 2 or $5 checkoff is matched by the utility and then used by the Salvation Army to help folks having a tough time paying their energy bills. It's that easy. Join PSC Commissioner Tim Eccles and many others by donating via your power bills this year. See more by clicking projectshareinfo.com. And thank you. Learning shouldn't take waking up at 7 a.m. A 70-minute bus ride, overworked, overwhelmed teachers in overcrowded classrooms, metal detectors, bullies, or being left behind for working at your own pace. 
Rethink school with K-12. Enroll in fully accredited tuition-free online public school at k12.com learn. <laughs>